Thank you for joining us today at Our Savior's Church, where we are one church meeting in seven different locations. We hope that today's message encourages and empowers you on your spiritual journey and helps you grow deeper in your relationship with God. To learn more about Our Savior's Church and how you can get involved, you can visit us online at OurSavior'sChurch.com. So I want to take you to a story in the Bible that I think best it describes it because you can try to define honor. It's like trying to define grace. Every definition you come up with falls short. And so sometimes when you see it, you go, oh, I get it. And so I want to speak to you out of the Bible. I have preached this before, full disclosure, a couple of years ago. I think it was two years ago I preached this message. But I think with the last four weeks and you hear this message, you're going to hear it different than you did two years ago. And it'll mean more to you now. I saw our new Iberia folks here. I've preached at their campus. I think I've spoken, I have, I've spoken this message in Lafayette before, but it needs to be revisited today. So I just want to jump in to 2 Kings, and we're going to wrap this series up with the story so that you can see honor rather than trying to define honor. Is that okay? Everybody good? All right. Let's jump into the Bible today. I want you to take your Bibles. Go with me to the book of 2 Kings. Kind of got the Elvis thing going here. <laughs> Fix that. That's the good thing and the bad thing about the cameras. I want to go to the book of 2 Kings, chapter 4. I'm going to begin at verse number 8, and I want to tell you this story. And I want you to see honor in it. One day, Elisha, who is the prophet of the Lord. You might remember, if you know the Bible very well, Elisha was actually the protege to Elijah. Elijah told Elisha, if he would walk with him and serve him, that at the end of his tenure, he would pray for the double portion to come upon Elisha. Everybody say double portion. Yeah, that's what's beautiful about the Bible is that you can actually see if you'll be faithful, if, if my son, William Reisner, will walk and be a man of God, love his wife, and in case you missed last week, the baby that's in the womb of my daughter-in-law, Elizabeth, I just had to throw that in there one time, that Heidi's going to be a grandma. <laughs> We're going to call her Lovey. Yes, cute, isn't it? And, yet they, and the baby's going to call me granddaddy because I'm grand. And so, and so if you walk, the Bible does say he should receive the double portion. Elisha, if you, if, 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 and guys smarter than me have done this, Counted all the miracles in the Bible by Elijah, and just pretend, I don't remember how many there were, like 24 documented. Guess how many's in Elisha's ministry? 48. That he actually received the double portion. The prophet in the Bible, when you see the word prophet Elijah, was to represent the voice of God to the people of God. So he's a representation of God. He's not God. He represents God. I am a pastor. I represent people to God. That's part of our role, is to ask God to do things for you. 
We come on your behalf. Lord, the people of Opelousa, the people of this region. Lord, what you're doing in Ville Platte. Lord, could you, could you move? So could we get a building in Ville Platte for the people of Ville Platte? I told Kevin from the beginning, we're not looking for a building. We're looking for God. We need, we need God to show up in the middle because God loves the people of Ville Platte. And we represent the people on behalf. Here's Elisha, the prophet. Okay, so you got it. He's a big deal. One day, Elisha went to the town of Shunem. Where's Shunem? You don't hear about Shunem in the Bible. It's a nowhere town. It is a pass-through town. It is a travel stop. It, they have a Love's truck stop there and a Billy's Boudin. You don't vacation there. You pull off there to get gas, go to the bathroom, get a Red Bull and a Boudin ball, and you keep going. Kind of like Abelousas, isn't it? And so that's what Shunem is. One day, Elisha went to the town of Shunem. He's passing through. A wealthy woman lived there, and she urged him to come to her home for a meal. What is that? It's honor. Uh, hey, Prophet, Elisha, I, I want to urge you. I, I like what some versions don't say the word urge. They say persuaded him. That means he's a busy man. He's actually on his way to Mount Carmel to go perform miracles and ministry. He's on his way. They're just pulling through Shunem to get the Red Bull and the Boudin ball and going on their way. And she urges or persuades him to come to her house for a meal. After that, we know that it was a good meal because the next line says, after that, whenever he passed that way, <coughs> excuse me, he would what? So how many of you know if it was a bad meal, you just be kind. We don't have time, woman. Oh, no, no. We know it had to be something like gumbo. I love, uh, you know what I love about St. Landry Parish? <clears throat> they say some of the finest food is in Lafayette Parish. I'm not so sure. Have you ever, have you eaten around here? Not only can the women cook, the men can cook too. Y'all can throw down. Oh my gosh. And so we know, we see this honor. Here's the principle of honor already working. He's not stopping if there is no meal. I'm sure as the prophet of Israel, when he's walking through, there are many people who are asking him, could you give me a moment? Could you spare a moment? Could you pray for me? <coughs> Excuse me. Do you, have, do you have a word for me? Can y'all give me a second? How about LSU last night? UL. <clears throat> Here's the principle. Whatever you honor you attract. You'll see it. It's the meal that he's stopping for. It's the honor that causes him to stop. Honor attracts. I'm not going to preach it today, but someone reminded me about a message that I pre preached several years ago about the poverty spirit. Here was the base, basic messages. And for a community like ours, it is a well-timed word, the poverty spirit. It's a spirit that gets on you. You might have been raised with a poverty spirit. 
and the poverty. And he was reminding me, he goes, Pastor, you, that changed my life. That message changed my life. And I said, you know, whatever you honor, you attract. And, and I'm not going to talk about resources, but you, even if you don't have resources, you should honor resources and those who do. Because if you dishonor it, you'll never attract it. What's whatever you should go, man, I honor that. I, how did you do that? I want to know. Can, I honor you, my friend, my brother. I honor your success. I honor Because I want success too, so I'm going to honor it. So Because whatever you... So she invites him into the house to eat a gumbo. And it was a good gumbo because he would stop there. He'd send Gehazi ahead and say, let the Shunammite woman know we're coming through Shunamm and we're going to be stopping what she cooking. I, I laugh at this because this is so Pastor Jim, our prophet who oversees all of our church. He likes to eat. And when we arrive, when he comes to town, I usually pick him up. And when I pick him up, he's already, he's already texts me before when the plane lands of where he wants to go eat. One time he showed up in the middle of a fast. We were all fasting at the beginning of the year. It was like day three, fast day three of a seven day fast. And I picked him up at the airport and he said, man of God, the Holy Spirit told me we need to go to old time grocery and get a shrimp po' boy. <clears throat> And I said, that's fine, Pastor Jim. I'll be glad to take you to Old Time Grocery to get a po' boy. But right now, we're in the middle of a fast. And he said, man of God, don't you know what the scripture says? When the bridegroom comes, there will be no fasting. <laughs> and I said, so you telling me I can eat? And he goes, like I said, when the bridegroom comes, there will be no fasting. And I said, fast is over. I'm going to eat. It didn't take much that's the best po' boy I've ever eaten in my life, by the way. After three days of not eating. <coughs> I was sick for two days after that. But anyway, whatever you honor, you attract. He'd stop there. Watch what happens in verse number nine. She said to her husband, I am sure this man who stops in from time to time is a holy man of God. Isn't it funny that sometimes you do picture people one way? And then you see them off when the lights aren't on them and you get the behind the scenes and they're not the same person. It was through the gumbo, the honor that he stopped the first time. And because of that, she continued to honor him every time he came through. I'm sure there was chicken fricassee in there. I, I'm certain there was crawfish etouffee. I'm certain there was just meal after meal, and she got to visit with him, and she found out that the public persona and the private man were exactly the same man. Isn't that important to know that, that what you see on stage is the same that you see out in the street? And so she, she sees, I see that he is a man of God, and she goes to her husband. This is a good man. This is a good man. Her husband is a good man. Watch what happens. She says, Let's build a small room for him on the roof and furnish it with a bed, a table, a chair, a lamp. Then he'll have a place to stay whenever he comes by. What is that? That's honor. I, I, I made a gumbo for him and he stopped. I made an etouffee, he stopped. I got to know him. He really is a man of God. She goes to her husband. I know she went to her husband. How do you know that? Have any of you ever remodeled anything? Heidi and I have done it twice. 
She says, it's only going to cost us. And she made the number. She lied. <laughs> it's twice that. Because you thought, oh, we're going to add a room. No, but then you add the room, and then the floor in the new room has to match the floor in the old room, which means the old room floor has to be removed, so now it has to have floor. And then it goes into the kitchen, and the kitchen, now the tile in the kitchen doesn't match the kitchen on the floor, on the new floor. And then you get the new tile. Now the new tile doesn't match the countertops that, are, that were originally there, and you've got to replace the counter. Am I tracking? Anybody? I have an issue. I need to get it off my chest. And what took three months now took six months. Heidi and us and the kids are eating breakfast in the garage when it's 32 degrees outside so we could remodel. That's a good man right there. I want some credit. <laughs> so now it's going from a visitation to a habitation. Now she wants him to stay. He is who he says he is. I want him to, let's build him a house. There was a cost in building him a room and they paid it honor do you see the level of honor going up from etouffees and gumbos now it's going to know now we're actually going to remodel a portion of our home and we're going to let him the more she gets to more know him the more she wants to do by the way that is a sign of a great relationship by the way that the more you get to know somebody the more you want to be with somebody the more you hang out with someone, a friend, and you honor one another, it says, man, I want to do that again with them. You know what I'm talking about. You go to dinner with a couple, you know, the couple when you leave and you go, man, that was nice. Something happened there. There was some energy in the room that transferred to honoring one another and honoring each other. And then there's some couples you go out to dinner with and go, that was something. <laughs> Watch this. One day, Elisha returned to Shunem. Y'all know where he's going, right? He's going back through Shunem. He's coming through Opelousas again. And he went to his upper room to rest. And he said to his servant Gehazi, tell the woman from Shunem, I want to speak to her. Remember who he represents. He represents who? He represents God. And when she appeared... Elisha said to Gehazi, tell her, we appreciate her. What's another word for kind concern? Honor. We appreciate her honor that she has shown us. What can we do? Ah, uh, listen. Everybody look right here. You're not going to out-honor God. You will never out-honor God. He will never be a debtor to you when it comes to honor. Every place that you honor him, he is going to honor. You remember Jesus, and I preached about it in our series in the New Testament. Jesus would say, look, if they honor me, they honor the Father. And if they honor you, talking to his apostles, his disciples, they honor me. And anybody who honors the prophet will receive a prophet's reward. And then he goes and step lower. He said, a righteous man. If you honor a righteous man or woman, if you honor them, then you will receive a reward. And then he goes down to another level and says, even the least of these, my disciples, if you honor them with even a cold cup of water, I will reward that too. A reward. Everybody say reward. reward. Honor has a reward. And I thought about that. 
I was on the phone this week with a, with a daddy in our congregation and navigating children issues and talking about discipline. And, I, and my words to him were, you don't, don't just always say no and then discipline. You also have to balance that out with rewarding what the virtues that you see them doing correctly because children are like puppies. If they obey the command, you need to reward them. Right? By the way, wives, your husband is the same. We're just a big puppy. Just reward us and we'll do it again. Sit. Good boy. <laughs> we run around sitting all the time. You know, well, you reward. Why? So, so now, now look at Jesus' words. Hey, if they, if they honor me, they'll honor you. If they honor the, the prophet, they'll receive a prophet's reward. Honor a righteous brother, receive a righteous man's reward. If they even honor with a cup of water. Why? Why, 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 why is he rewarding? Why is he always rewarding? Because he's trying to instill the very virtue into his house He's going to reward the behavior that he wants to continue to overflow in the house. Look at me. We want to tear down pride and prejudice and poverty. You're not going to destroy prejudice by marching on the street. You're going to destroy prejudice by us learning to honor one another. It's honor. It is honor. Rome, I'm not, I shouldn't even be saying this, but I'm going to. Rome should have never fallen. It fell from the inside out because there were Christians inside that began to honor the authority, even of the Roman Empire. Peter would say, honor, honor the authority. Honor the, the, the emperor. Honor him. It was because of kindness and love and honor that destroyed the Roman Empire from the inside, not from the outside. And it was done by the Christians because they were honoring even authority that was wicked. What can we do for you, girl? You have shown such honor and kindness to us. God's a debtor to no one. What can we do for you. Can we put in a good word for you to the king or to the commander of the army? And then she, I love her reply. This is, this is a humble woman. No, she replied, my family takes good care of me. That's a good husband. My family takes good care of me. I mean, think of that, where, where the Lord would come to you and say, what can I do for you? No, I want you to think about it. What would you say if tonight you're laying in your bed and your wife's asleep and the Holy Spirit speaks to you and asks you the question, what can I do for you? What are you going to say? No, think about it. I, I, I had this experience. Pastor Myron and I were talking about it the other day. I had this experience with the Lord. 
at my house. I'm walking down our gravel road. I'm praying, Lord Jesus. I'm praying, praying for you, praying for Heidi, praying for our children. My children are like your children. You know, you're, you're only doing as good as the worst one at the time, right? You, you keep spinning play. Oh, this one's doing good. This one's doing good. Okay, let's got to pray for this one. Oh, oh no, no, this one down here. Okay, now they're doing good. How many of y'all are with me? You got, you, got more, you got three kids or more. It's like, there's always something. You're, you're, you're spinning the plates. And I heard the Holy Spirit say, what can I do for you? Whew. For you. I go, what can I do for you? And there was something in my heart. But I was afraid to say it. Because it sounds so unspiritual. What can I do for you? For you. For me? This is weird. You don't usually don't pray for you in stuff like this. I mean, I, I pray for Heidi, and that's, I guess, for me. I pray for your children. I guess that's for you. But you don't, I don't, I don't I'm sure most daddies in the room don't go, Lord, I really want a new bass boat. I mean, you don't. So I, I, the Lord asked me, and this is what I said. I just, I go this way. Okay, Lord, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say it. I'm, how many of you know he already knows it anyway? Before you, and I said, can I have a tractor? That's what I said. I asked the Lord for a tractor. Then, then I got real brave. I said, with air conditioning. And then, can I have a bat wing on the back so I can mow my grass? I, I don't have a picture, but I've shown you before. I, the Lord blessed me with one. Yeah. I mean, I'm paying for it. But he blessed me with the money to pay for it. What, what is it? Do, but I want you to see God. He, he'll come and go, no, you're not going to out-honor me. Here's this woman who's honoring F. Begin with gumbo. I don't think she knew where this story was going to go. But it began with a gumbo. I want to show this man some honor by giving him something to eat when he passes through this town because too many Billy Boudin balls is not good for his health. I mean, it's good for you, but it's not good for your health. Watch what happens. Later, Elisha asked Gehazi, what can we do for her? We got to do something. Do you see God? I'm doing something for him. What, what can we do for her? And Gehazi replied, she doesn't have a son, and her husband is an old man. Call her back again, Elisha told him. And when the woman returned, Elisha said to her as she stood in the doorway, next year, at this time, you will be holding a son in your arms. Word of the Lord. Look at her answer. No, my Lord. She cried, oh, man of God, don't deceive me and get my hopes up like that. She was too afraid before to even ask. 
And now the Lord is coming back going, I'm, how many of you got some desires in your heart that you'd never ask God for? The Bible says he already knows the desires of your heart. He already knows, seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all things will be added unto you. Honor opened up a room, and the room opened up her womb. The desire of her heart. But sure enough, verse 17, the woman soon became pregnant, and at that time, the following year, she had a son, just as Elijah had said, and it all began with gumbo. That's a great story. Come help me, Vic. Yeah, that's not the end of the story, though. I'll tell you the end of the story. So the child get, grows up. Now he's a teenager, in my mind. The scripture doesn't say. He's out in the fields helping his father during harvest. He comes into the house and comes in and lays his head on his mama's lap as she's sitting and complains of a headache. And the scripture says while she's laying there consoling her one and only son that the boy dies. Now that's important. Then she's going to pick up the boy and she's going to carry him up to that room, the prophet's room. And she's going to lay him on Elisha's bed. And then she's going to ask her servant to get a mount ready. And she's going to get on a, a mount. And she's about to take a 20-mile journey to Mount Carmel where Elisha is ministering. Victor? She's coming. She's going to go get the prophet. Her little boy's dead. The promise is dead. And as she's on the road, the, the scriptures from Elisha's point of view is Elisha's ministering, and he sees afar off. He sees the Shunammite woman coming, and he whispers over to Gehazi, Gehazi, there's the Shunammite woman. Run to meet her and make sure all is well. Of course, Gehazi, the good servant, runs all the way down, meets the Shunammite woman and says, it's all well. Is everything okay? And the scripture just says, and she just said, all is well. How many of you know, sometimes the assistant isn't going to meet your need. She's just going, no, no, thank you, Gehazi. All is well. I got to go talk to the man. Sometimes you got to get to the man. Never, never take a no from someone who can't give you a yes. Do you hear that? Just, sometimes you got to get to the man. Sometimes we take no's from people that are just the assistants instead of getting to the man or to the woman who can give us the yes. If they can't give you a yes, they're not qualified to give you a no. Some of us have stopped. Listen to some of you have stopped. You've stopped short of what God wanted you to do because you got the no from someone who wasn't qualified to give you the yes. That's free, by the way. Just do that right now. Just do that in Jesus' name. Just sometimes, just, I just got to keep going. And she's going to get to the prophet. And when she gets to the prophet, she's going to tell him exactly what happened. And, and here's what he says. Here's what we're going to do. The boy is dead. And Elisha the prophet says, here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to send Gehazi with my staff. 
and he's going to go lay it on the boy. Now, have you ever seen a real determined woman who is not going to take no for an answer? Yeah. Have you ever been there where you just start hum, humming old spirituals? I can see her doing that. That ain't going to work. No, Lord. No, I didn't come here to get the assistant. No. And she, she goes, no, that ain't going to happen. No, you're coming with me. You're coming back with me. The gall of that woman. No, 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 no. You can ask bigger ask when you've shown big honor now gives you permission to give bigger ask the more you honor how do I know that some of our ask to the Lord have hit the ceiling and bounced back to the floor because we haven't honored enough to ask that much. We're asking above our level of honor. You ever had that family member, that third cousin in-law who called you and you ain't seen him since the last family reunion five years ago and he shoots you a text, hey bro, I'm a little short this month, can I get $200 from you? And you're like, what? That ain't inappropriate. We ain't. You're, what were you, you might say, we ain't tight like that. Or we, our relationship's not that way. He doesn't have that. What you're really saying is there hasn't been enough honor between us for him to ask that request. Are you tracking with me? But you have some people that you have an honor relationship with. And if they sent you that text because there's been more than enough honor, you text back, is that all you need? Would 300 help more than 200? Let me know if there's anything else. In fact, you'd be calling. Hey, bro, what's going on? Man, just this happened, that happened. Man, I hate to even ask you. I feel embarrassed. But brother, you do it for me. Are you kidding me? Absolutely. What else do you need, man? We're going to help each other through this. We're brothers because we've shown honor. If that works with man, don't you think that works with God gave you an opportunity before earlier today. We, we came, we were worshiping, right? We were praising. No, we weren't just praising. We were honoring God. And whatever you honor, you attract. So we, we create this place. The Bible says that the Lord inhabits the praises of his people, which means as we honor him, Lord, you're good. I forget the name of the songs that we sang 
I'm, I'm getting old. I can't remember the songs that we just sang. I don't even remember the names of the songs. Do it again. Do it again. We, we've seen you move. Move the mountains. God, it's you. It's all you. Do it again, Lord. Do it again. Faithful. Trust. This, huh? Promises. The promises. The promises of God. Honoring. Honor, and he shows up in the middle of it. The testimony. Honoring God. Uh, it was Elizabeth comes up and says, we're going to prepare our hearts to give today. Give. Well, give. What is give? Give. Well, I had to pay my tithes. No, I don't pay my tithes. I honor God with my tithe. I say, thank you, God, for everything that you've entrusted to me. It all comes from you in the beginning. Giving of my tithes, honoring the Lord is nothing but a thank you note that you write to Jesus and go, thank you, Lord, for providing everything that I needed. Not everything I'd have wanted, but you brought everything I needed. Thank you, Jesus. I give you praise and glory. Here you go, God. Honor. It all began with a gumbo. I wish that was the end of the story because, you know, Light's just going to go back with her. I love this. He, all right, sister, let's go. You're right. You honored me. Etouffee. You honored me. You created a room for me. I'm going back. She, and he's actually, the Bible says he goes and lays on top of that boy. Like lip to lip, lays on him hands to hands, feet to feet, lays directly on top of him and asks that the Lord would heal him. Gets up, breathes on him, gets up and begins to walk around and says that the boy sneezed seven times and was raised from the dead and he lived. Awesome. I'm just trying to show you what honor looks like. I'm trying to show you what honor looks like. Even the request to Elisha was honoring, that she would ride 20 miles to come to the one that she thought could answer yes is honoring. It's even honoring with some of you, Congo Pastor. I need to talk to you because I need help here. That's honor. Watch what happens next because I wish that was the end of the story, but it's not the end of the story. The more you honor, the more you can ask. 2 Kings 8, 1 through 6. Elisha had told the woman, time goes by, boy's alive. Elisha comes to the woman whose son he had brought back to life. Take your family and move to some other place for the Lord has called for a famine on Israel that will last for seven years. So the woman did as the man of God instructed on her. She took her family and she settled in the land of the Philistines for seven years. Listen, I love this. Because she honored the relationship. Elisha knew what God was going to do next to Israel. So he runs over to her. Goes, hey, come here. Listen, God's about to bring a famine on the land. I want you and your family to get out and go somewhere because you don't want to be in the middle of all of this. Wouldn't, no, no, no. Wouldn't it be cool that the Holy Spirit that we were so honoring that the Holy Spirit would come and warn us about things that were going to happen so that we didn't have to experience the fullness of the wrath of God when he was going to do something. I'm going to get you out of here, out the way. But it all began with gumbo. She's starting to hear now from the Lord, from the prophet, of what God was about to do. She does that. Seven years. Well, there was a law in Israel that if you 
we're not occupying your property because it was given to Israel by the Lord. Remember, it was divided by the tribes. And if land remained uninhabited for seven years, then that piece of land went back to the government, and then the government would give that to somebody else from that tribe. She was gone for seven years. Her land became property of the state, and the state was going to give it to somebody else. Watch what happens. After the famine ended, she returned from the land of the Philistines, and she went to see the king about getting back her house and her land. And as she came in, the king was talking with Gehazi. Who's Gehazi? Elisha's servant, his assistant. The servant of the man of God. The king had just said, tell me some stories about the great things Elisha has done. And Gehazi was telling the king about the time Elisha had bought, brought a boy back to life. You see, got the picture? Gehazi, come on. I hear all these miracles Elisha's performed. Come on, tell me some of the stories. Tell me, tell me, tell me, tell me. One time, there was this lady who had a baby, and he died, and he laid on him lip to lip, hand to hand, and feet to feet, and he sneezed seven times. And on the seventh time, the boy woke up. And at that very moment, the mother of the boy walked in to make her appeal to the king about her house and land. Look, my lord, the king Gehazi exclaimed, here is the woman now, and this is her son, the very one Elisha brought back to life. At that very where did all this begin with a gumbo listen everybody look right here you're going to need to plant seeds of honor now so that you can have your at very moment in the future but if you're not planting the seeds now seeds are always about the future we plant the seeds today because one day it's going to produce a harvest in your life at that very moment. Are y'all tracking with me? Okay. I'm going to run. I'm finishing. I promise. I know. Saints are playing. I know. Ready? Watch this. Here's a woman now. That's her son. Is this true? The king asked her. And she told him the story. He directed one of his officials to see that everything she had lost was restored to her, including the value of any crops that had been harvested during her absence. Not only did she get her land back, not only did she get her house back, but she got seven years of resources restored back to her that her land had produced while she was gone. And it all began... Let me ask you this question. Who needs a gumbo? No, 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 no not, not me. Who needs a gumbo? Because it's never about you. And if you'll make it about others and God, God will put you in a spot one day and said, 
what can I do for you? Because he is a debtor to no man. Do y'all receive this word today? You receive it? Honor. Lift your hands to heaven like this. Father, I pray over our congregation. We know Opelousas, St. Landry Parish, soon-to-be Evangeline Parish, is not going to change because Pastor Myron, Pastor Kevin, Pastor Eugene, Heidi preach great messages. It's going to change because your people are going to show honor. And when they see honor, it will open their hearts to receive Jesus. So, Father, may this be a house of honor. May it be watermarked by honor. Men who honor other men, women who honor women, Father, back and forth between brothers and sisters honoring one another and as we honor you above all else. May that be a watermark of our house. May we pray. May we obey. May we pay. Father, may we praise and bring honor and glory to you. Honor between husbands and wives, children to parents, and parents to children. Father, would be a testimony of your grace to a community that so desperately needs it. We'll preach without even using words by showing honor to our community. So, Father, that's the word. Would that seed that's been planted over these past five to six weeks, could it begin to see produce of faith and love and belief and action? But it all comes from a seed of honor. So, Father, I'm asking that the seeds planted would produce incredible fruit in their people's life. Thank you for rewarding honor. And may we become men and women of honor. In the name of Jesus. Every head bowed, every head closed. You may be far from Jesus today. If you died today, you're not sure where you'd spend eternity. If you died today, the Bible says to be absent in body, present is to be present with the Lord and that all of us will stand upon the judgment seat of Christ. Where where would you spend eternity? Heaven? Or would you spend eternity in hell? You could know today. You could know where your home is. Heaven is not my hope. Heaven is my home. I'm going there not because of anything I've done, but because of what Jesus has done. He died on a cross, lived a sinless life, gave his life to pay the penalty for our sins. We've all sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. There's not a perfect person in this room, but we all will pay for the sins or we can let God pay for them for us by sending Jesus. Maybe you're here today and you're lost and you're ready to be born again. Born again is the word. You've often thought, I wish I could start life over. You can. You can be born again. He'll forgive you of every sin you've ever committed if you'll surrender your life to him by being born again. If you're here today and you're ready, today's your day. You know the Holy Spirit's even messing with your heart right now, going, it's you. I'm ready to be born again. I want to pray for you right now. Would you slip your hand up all over the room? Say, I'm ready. I want to be born again. Hold it up high. Thank you, thank you. I can see hands. 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12, 13, 14. Hold it up high. 15, 16, 17, 18, 19, 20, 21, 22, 23, 24, 25. There's, there's, I miss people. There's a bunch. I want you to pray this prayer with me. Congregation, let's add our voice to theirs. This is not a magic prayer. 
But if it's a a cry of your heart, Jesus is going to save you today. You're going to be born again today. Would you say these words with me? Say, dear Lord Jesus, I believe you're the son of God. I believe that on the cross, you took my sin, my shame, and my guilt, and you died for it. I believed you faced hell for me so I wouldn't have to go. And that you rose from the dead to give me a place in heaven, purpose on earth, and a relationship with the Father. So today, Lord Jesus, I repent of my sin to be born again. Let's declare this. God is my Father. Jesus is my Savior. The Holy Spirit is my helper. And heaven is my home. In Jesus' name, amen. Can we give God all the praise?